Buying a master mechanics tool set usually means high prices, higher interest rates, and who knows how many years of monthly payments. But at GearWrench, we don't believe that your tools should take years and years to pay for. So check out Mega Mod Master Sets, the master mechanics tool sets that deliver pro-quality tools, organized storage solutions, an easy-to-use lifetime warranty, and much, much more. All for thousands less than you'd expect. So don't wait. Explore the sets and check availability now. Only at GearWrench.com. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open post-show WrestleMania night number one. You can probably tell from the sound of my voice that I'm pretty hoarse. What? From the Whiskey A Go-Go earlier today where we had our WrestleMania busted open party in front of hundreds and hundreds of nation members. And then, of course, what we just saw at WrestleMania 39 at SoFi Stadium. Uh, wow. Tremendous night number one. Might I say great night number one from what we just saw. And I, we're just wrapped this up. Man, I can't believe it. I thought it was absolutely phenomenal from start to finish. A lot of fan favorite matches. Some, I thought, epic matches. When you look at history being made in the main event in the World Championship Tag Match, which, by the way, tag team titles have never been defended in the main event of any of the other 38 WrestleMania. So history was made night number one here at SoFi Stadium. And then the tremendous Women's SmackDown Championship match between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. And somebody who's going to be helping me do this post-show because I don't know if I can make it for the whole hour because my voice, I was jumping up and down, screaming at the top of my lungs. I bring in the world's strongest man, WWE Hall of Famer, a world, a world champion and not one, not two, but three different sports. Oh, not that Henry. The son of that Henry. Jacob Henry joins me here. What's good, Dave? What's going on, Jacob? Not much, man. I, I feel like I just saw you, you know, at WrestleMania. But Dude, we were. Here's the thing. It was it was uh, myself, producer Paul, big boss man, Eddie Brasilli. Yes, sir. Bully Ray, Violetta, my wife and you sitting together. Uh, watching WrestleMania amongst the fans. You know, these last few years, I'm usually watching WrestleMania with, you know, a lot of the pro wrestling journalists and commentators in the press room. It was awesome to be out amongst the crowd and just be a part of that live. Be a fan. Oh, and, and, and you know what? I don't know how it came across on TV. I'm sure on Monday morning uh, when myself, your dad, Mark Henry, and Bully Ray and I are doing the show Monday morning after what we're going to see night number two at WrestleMania. 
I don't know. And when the call, the people call in, I don't know how it came across on TV. Being there live, that crowd was live. I mean, that was a loud crowd. Probably it only came down during the six women uh, tag match. I would agree. But other than that, that crowd was hype from beginning to end, and they had a lot to be yelling and screaming about. I agree. You know, they. So, like, I remember, like, getting into the arena and just getting to sit down for a little bit Mm -hmm. and feel the aura of the audience. It was insane because you kind of forget how huge WrestleMania is. I mean, you look at Raw and you look at the house shows. From all the shows that I've gone to, whether it was WWE, AEW, you you never get that WrestleMania feeling because it never has that many people. And for 80,000 people to constantly be screaming at the top of their lungs, singing, dancing, cheering, booing. You could feel the emotion in the crowd that night and tonight, and I know it's going to be the same way tomorrow. Yeah, and you know what, Jacob? You make a really good point, and I know for your, for you, because your dad's with AEW and myself as well, go to a lot of AEW shows. You kind of forget how cool it is to be amongst the WWE universe, Amen but a that. different, but a different type of crowd, you know, um, you know, with the WWE to the left of you, you could have an 80 year old man to the right of you. You could have a child that's eight years old and exactly, in, and in front of you, a teenager and behind you, somebody, you know, that's 35. Like I really felt it tonight that that crowd such diverse, especially when it comes to to age and I, I I man it's been a while since I've been here on the west coast uh, I haven't been here on the west coast for uh, a wrestling show since I was out here for Wrestlemania 31 wow so that was a long time ago 2015. and these west coast fans are hardcore and listen Jacob they had a lot to be loud about this was you know as as much as I love last year and I did I did love last year's Wrestlemania both night number one and night number two this night number one, I think, was even better than what we saw last year at night number one at WrestleMania. I would even take it further to say that this WrestleMania was better than the year before and the year before, before COVID. And then we came back from COVID, the first WrestleMania. I would have to put it up there with um, with the sec- the one after COVID. I would. You have know to what? Say. I I you know what? I I I might be a little premature in saying this. This might have been the best WrestleMania I've seen since WrestleMania 30. Uh, And that's saying something because I thought uh, WrestleMania 34 was a very underrated uh, WrestleMania. But um, we're going to break it down because there, like I said, there's a lot to break down from beginning to end. But let's start really quick with the beginning. Austin Theory and John Cena. I think the right person went over in Austin Theory. He did it in heel fashion, which I'm fine with because he's a heel. Uh, John Cena doesn't get anything from the victory. No. But Austin Theory gets a ton from that victory, he could always say he, he beat, beat John, John Cena, C- and yeah. he beat John. Not only did he beat John Cena, he beat John Cena at a WrestleMania. You know, I was I, I was happy for him. I thought that uh, the win was given to the right person. However, I would have to say that I was disappointed with how he won. And I'm not saying that from a fan perspective as like, oh, like he did it the dirty way. Because sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get the job done. However. I really feel like this victory would have captivated him even more if he won clean. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, why should he? It's John Cena. Here's the thing. Ring rust is a real thing. And I I know, like, I'm an amateur wrestler. I tore my meniscus in November, 
and then I had to come back really quickly for wrestling in January. And it is very, very hard to get back on the mat or in the ring or on the field, whatever sport you play. And Cena hasn't wrestled in a long period of time, and I feel like they didn't cap they didn't capitalize it on on that it, on it that much. Um, I feel That's like true. you know what, Jacob. That's a really good point. I didn't even think about that, but it's true. John Cena hasn't been in the ring in a very long time. I think it was Clash at the Castle, or not? It was all uh, summer. Was it SummerSlam when he lost to Roman? I think. I'm thinking that's probably yeah. The last time he had like a that's full months. fledged match. It's almost um, a year. But you know, when you look back at that, you're you know, you just said ring rust, and it's so true. But again, I'm okay with it because it's Austin Theory. He's a heel. I mean, I know people are looking for a clean finish for Austin Theory. I don't think it matters. You know, let's go back to like just old school, old fashioned heels. Do whatever it takes to win the match. Austin Theory did that tonight at night number one of WrestleMania. He did. I thought it was a great job by him. And again, he'll always be able to say he beat John Cena at a WrestleMania. That's true. And again, John Cena doesn't really matter. It really doesn't matter for for John Cena. He's been there. He's done that. He's had multiple WrestleMania moments, has held multiple championships. I love Austin Theory retaining that championship and continuing to be your United States champion. I I think I agree, though. I think he's happy. But now the real work begins. Cena said in that promo, he said, um, if I win, you lose everything. And if you win, you still lose everything. Because you got to go out the next night and you got to show up and you got to work and you got to prove why you're the best day in and day out. So hopefully maybe the Raw after Mania, we can see a glimpse of that. But um, Theory's got a lot of work ahead of him for this next upcoming year and years to come because you just beat John Cena on the grandest stage of them all. So you there's this isn't this isn't the end all be all. You got to prove something. Well, you know what? For him, as young as he is, to have this kind of victory at WrestleMania, what we saw Austin Theory be involved in in last year's WrestleMania, let's not forget that as well. I mean, and he still has a tremendous upside. He's still your United States champion. Yes, sir. He beats John Cena. I want to get into the, to the second match as well. Probably get a little bit further into that later on because I thought that men's WrestleMania showcase was pretty crazy, pretty wild. Had the the crowd at SoFi Stadium in a frenzy, but I want to get into a match which you know was one of the matches that probably the crowd was the loudest for, and that was Seth freaking Rollins and Logan Paul, and mm. it was a fun match. It was a crazy match, and I'm gonna eat some crow here. When Logan Paul first came on the scene in the WWE, I kind of rolled my eyes, but what we saw last year at WrestleMania. What we saw with the match that he had with Roman Reigns at Clash at the Castle. Yes. And then what we saw tonight. Man, imagine if Logan Paul dedicated himself to just being a WWE superstar. How good that guy would be. Because what we've seen with him in the ring, I mean, it's pretty top notch. And this is a guy that's what is really, quote unquote, a part-timer in WWE. It's still crazy. I remember watching him on Vine before he became an Instagram star and then a... Uh, internet boxer and people know he's an athlete he's 6'4 he's 230 pounds of lean muscle like he's a dog he's a dog quote unquote and I feel like if he really dedicated himself like day in day out but with the stuff that he does as a celebrity he goes and makes money so he doesn't have to but he shows 
crazy amounts of potential. Like, and it's also cool to watch his first match when he was teaming with Miz to where he's at now because Logan Paul last year would not have been able to wrestle Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins would have mopped the floor with him easily in less than five minutes. And he went out there and he gave Seth Rollins a fight. And it wasn't a, he wasn't really necessarily dirty. It wasn't necessarily him cheating. He was just he was giving him a good fight, and uh, Seth he just pulled out in the end. And I and you got to give credit to Seth Rollins. Oh yeah. And a lot of people overlook Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins is one of you can make the argument maybe the best pro wrestler in the world today, and he can go in there and do a, have a match with anybody. But Seth Rollins, tremendous athlete, tremendous pro wrestler. Logan Paul, tremendous athlete. What for we're sure. seeing him do in the ring and outside the ring is crazy for somebody who's not a full-time WWE performer. But I think tonight was an example of why Seth Rollins has to be put up there as one of the greats. And it's, I agree. And when it's all said and done, maybe you know top 20, top 25 of all time. Hell, I would even put him in the top 15. And the thing is, what a lot of people don't realize, there they people. People want to go straight to the win-loss record. Seth has lost to Cody in the last eight months. He's lost to Roman in the last eight months. He's been losing to a couple of people. So you people go, oh, so maybe he's not as good as what we think he is. I look at the work rate. I, w- I look at how he wrestles. And sometimes you got to look at who can get the job done. But at the end of the day, every time I see Seth Rollins' name on paper, I'm like, oh, we're going to get a show. And but you know what? Even more impressive was the crowd reaction. Oh yeah. And you know, and I have to say this about the crowd for I probably Ooh. 95% <laughs> of night number 1, that crowd was on their feet almost from start to finish. I mean, that crowd was loud. And Seth Rollins and Logan Paul brought it, but that crowd was buying into that story from the moment that that, that bell rang to the end of that match. And and like think about it. Think about the matches that we've so, that we've seen so far. Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio, mm. Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. It that takes two to ama- tango. Amazing tag match that was the main event, the historic tag match that ended night number 1 of WrestleMania. Man, it's I got to give credit to this West Coast crowd. And a lot of times the West Coast crowd doesn't get the respect it deserves. They don't. As pro wrestling fans, they showed up tonight at SoFi Stadium. Like you said earlier, Jacob, over 80,000 fans filled that stadium. It, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it was a sight to see. You know, I've been in a lot of WrestleManias. I've seen a lot of WrestleManias. I've been in front of a lot of crowds. First of all, SoFi Stadium is absolutely gorgeous. It's beautiful. 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 It's a beautiful stadium, and it just looks tremendous from the beginning to end. And uh, credit to that crowd, but obviously credit to Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. They brought it. Listen, Jacob, there's a lot more to talk about. Yes, sir. I want to get into a lot of lot more matches. I definitely want to get in to the women's championship match. I want to talk about that with you, Jacob. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. 
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley. We have a new SmackDown Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley. I'm, I'm speechless. Uh, to be honest, the match it just blew me away because I know a lot of people. We got wrapped around the argument of, oh, should Charlotte and Rhea be the main event of Night One, or should Sammy and KO and Usos be the main event? And I feel like we got so wrapped up in who's going to be the main event, we forgot completely about the match. And then we watched the match, and it kind of set us back in reality. Like, oh, this is this is what we should be worried about: the match, not just who's going to main event. And they blew me away. I am genuine. I'm I'm not surprised of the finish. I I thought Rio was going to win. However, the expectations I had for the match, I expected the match to be good. And then that match is probably one of the greatest women's wrestling matches I've ever seen in my life. And think about this: like we've seen. Charlotte and Rhea in the ring before at a WrestleMania, you know, WrestleMania 36. People mm-hmm. kind of forget that match because that was the lockdown match. Yep. No, COVID. No fans at the Performance Center. It felt different, though. It, it was definitely different. And, you know, anybody who listens to Busted Open knows how much I love Charlotte Flair. And I still think right now she's the best women's wrestler. Amen. And I think to that. when it's all said and done, she's going to be the greatest. Of all time. I really do believe that. And, but I will say this. She's not popular. People don't love her. No, and they don't. They don't. And we, and we experienced that, you and I, sitting amongst that crowd at SoFi Stadium. Today. Charlotte is one of those wrestlers who is never going to get the praise that she deserves until she's done. I think it's going to take her retiring for people to go back and be like, damn, Charlotte was the truth. And... I also love the story from Rhea and Charlotte wrestling now because I was excited. I was like, okay, COVID match. Rhea is the young buck. She's this young one who wants to go pick a fight and start something and prove her name among all the other women. And Charlotte's, Charlotte's the Michael Jordan of women's wrestling. So she's like, this is another match, a challenge, but... I'm going to take this and, you know, I'm going to do me and, you know, we're going to come out with the win, which she did. And 
it's so crazy to see how much the roles reversed in the match. <clears throat> Rhea, she's confident. She knows who she is. She knows her worth. And Charlotte also knows her worth. And you could see that in the match. Both of them are now just fighting to be number one. It's not uh, somebody's trying to prove something to somebody else. I want to be the champ. I'm better than you. And that's pretty much what it was. And seeing Charlotte even validate that after the match. Charlotte didn't cry. She wasn't pitying for herself. She wasn't disappointed. She was smiling. She was like laughing. She hit her with the, huh, you got me. You got me. All right. You got me. And that's that's what I'm taking away from the match tonight. And now we have a new champion. Now, your dad and I have talked about it on Busted Open many, many times, and that is about greatness hate. And you know what? When it comes to greatness hate, that's Charlotte Flair. And we talk about Tom Brady. We talk about a lot of the greats. Like you mentioned, a Michael Jordan, a LeBron James. You know what? You categorize Charlotte Flair amongst those great athletes because, as you said, a lot of fans don't appreciate her now, but they will appreciate her when she's gone. Kind of like what you said with John Cena. Exactly. She's amazing. And you look at WrestleManias over the last seven to eight years. What's consistent? Charlotte it's Charlotte Flair. Flair. But I always give Charlotte Flair her flowers. But right now is the time where we got to give it to Rhea Ripley. Rhea yes. Ripley was absolutely phenomenal facial expressions the way she sells everything she does in the ring is near perfect now i'm interested to see what happens now because she's the smackdown women's champion but yet she's on monday night raw the judgment day is on monday night raw i wonder if the judgment day is going to go in a different direction now that rhea ripley is your smackdown women's champion i don't think the judgment day is going to be the same i think what they need to do is rhea needs to kind of i think she's been in in this dabbling with this group She's champ now. She don't really like I get she's got her little cute thing with Dom and all that. But but that might be over because it's like, why does she need Dom? Dom just lost to his dad. That story's over. Yeah. Rhea Ripley's a champion. She's a world champion. If I was a world champion, I'd be like, why do I need all these other people by my side? Especially with her. She's a girl. It's different. Guys, girls. And we're not we don't even need to get into all of that. But her being I think she needs to go to SmackDown. And she needs to run SmackDown. I can already see the matches her and Raquel Rodriguez. I could see her, Shayna Baszler. There's so many women on that roster that are going to be hungry. They're going to want to fight. They're going to want to pick a fight. And Rhea, that's exactly what she wants. That's what she embodies. I don't think she's going to get that on Raw. And her fending for the boys... It's not good. Yeah, but the other thing, too, we have to take into consideration, especially after what we saw tonight, and it started with the entrances. I mean, Charlotte Flair, I guess, in the eyes of the WWE, is a babyface wrestler. She's not. The way she walked down that entrance ramp to get into the ring, the way she reacted to the crowd, the way she threw up her arms after doing some offense. She's a flair. She's a flair. She's a heel. Rhea Ripley was playing up to the crowd. The crowd loved Rhea Ripley it might be time and this is the same thing that happened you know five six years ago when it was with Becky Lynch and Charlotte we may have to flip the script here because if we get another program with Charlotte and Rhea because Charlotte's gonna deserve to get a rematch you're not gonna get the fans behind Charlotte at all it's just not gonna happen and this is coming from somebody who's a fan she's a natural heel yes I think the fans love Rhea Ripley 
I'm very interested to see what happens moving forward between these two. Dave, you look at you look at Ric Flair. Let's go to Ric Flair in the '80s and the '90s from in the NWA, WWF, WCW. Ric Flair has always been the bad guy. He oozes everything that a bad guy is. He's got the money. He's got the power. He's got the the ladies, the beautiful ladies. He's got all of it, and every other guy wants to be that guy. They want to be him, and they are not. And they are jealous, and they envy him. That's what Charlotte is. A lot of these girls, they want to be Charlotte. They just won't say it out loud. That's why they envy them. That's why the fans envy them because she goes out and she she looks like a million bucks. She talks like a million bucks. She struts like a million bucks. When she puts her hands in the air and those feathers fall and the pyro goes up, you realize that is excellence. And not many ladies in the business or men in the business have what she has. And she's cocky without being cocky, if exactly. that makes sense. Like, it's just part of her personality. She it's knows her part, worth. It's her aura. Is, and, and it comes across as cocky, though. It's just the way she is. It's greatness. She's a flair. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about it. Now, you said something else earlier about it being one of your all-time favorite women's matches. Just what we And we just saw it just less than two hours ago here. We're reacting to it. Um, I agree. I don't know if it's, it's the top, but it's close. Um, this was definitely one of the best women's WrestleMania matches that I have ever seen. It's up there on that list of maybe top 10 WrestleMania matches that I've ever seen. That's how much I loved the match that we saw. I know it's early, you know, we're only in April, but this is going to be a match. that's going to be on the list of match Match of of the the year year candidates. Yes. It's all said and done in 2023. I think this, I don't know. This is just me talking, but I think this might be one of the first matches that might get a five-star rating from Dave Meltzer from the women. Like I can't, I can't really. None of it's coming off the top of my head. Like, if any women, I think Thunder and Britt got five stars. I it's think they possible. got four and a half. I, I, I can't I, remember. I don't, I don't buy into I th- the star I, I, ratings. I, I, I try not to, but that's it's one of the top female matches that I've seen, especially at Mania, and then I just think in general of all time. Like it's it's really hard for me right now, off the top of my head, to think about women's matches where I was like I left it like, wow. I like you can't like I could be like oh the match was like this or oh it's good here and then there's like I w- I went from tonight watching that match just like wow I just saw that I saw that with my own eyes. Well, you mentioned Britt and Thunder Rosa yes. and the chemistry that they had and the magic they can make in the ring. I think you could say the same thing about Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. The chemistry. Watching the match that they had at WrestleMania 36, watching the match that they had this past, you know, WrestleMania night number one, they have a certain type of chemistry and a magic in the ring together, and and you got you got to harness that, and this got to this has got to continue. Why not have this be a feud between these two? I don't think it's over. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I think I said this earlier. It takes two to tango, and I think that uh, they've intertwined with each other. So I want to see more. One match we have to get into is Ray and Dom Mysterio. Outside of the bloodline story, this was the best story going in pro wrestling. I agree. You know, uh, I I said it before we got there. We were talking about it in the car. I said, this is one of the few matches where I'm not looking at it as a match of, oh, this is going to be like a good show between two opponents. Like, I was genuinely like a fan. Like, it wasn't like 
just watching like as a wrestler as an analyst like i felt like a fan like i wanted to see dominic get his face beat in by his dad which sounds really weird to say out loud on radio but you know it's it was just having that emotion come out you know this storyline has been made since clash at the castle and they did everything right in the build up to it because me and my dad we even talked about it we said for Ray to hit Dominic, or for Ray to like actually want to wrestle Dominic, it was gonna have to take something sinister, and everything they were doing was to him. And he, no matter how much it bothered him or how embarrassing it was, he wouldn't until it came to his wife. And two words: shut up. As soon as Dominic told his mother to shut up. All bets were off. Oh no! That 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 is where everything turned from. This story from being like, all right, where could it go? Boy, this is emotional. Father and son. Once he said those two words, you knew it was on, and then you knew you were gonna get those two in a ring at WrestleMania. I knew it. And when Ray walked, when he was walking down to the ramp, you could feel the crowd just like, oh, you don't messed up now. And then he threw the punch and. I still relive that in my head because it's it's just a memory that I'm gonna keep with me, like as a fan, for a long time. And just having that emo, like it was just an emotional connection, and it set up the story even better. And Dom, I have to give a lot of credit to Dom and Ray throughout this entire storyline and making it a part of their life. Uh, going looking into the Hall of Fame, let's talk even talk about the Hall of Fame. Uh, it's one of the biggest nights in any wrestler's career getting inducted into a hall of fame. And I remember being at my dad's hall of fame and that was one of the greatest days. And I think our family's life. And uh, it was one of the greatest days of my life, you know, just getting to see someone I love be celebrated for who, what they have accomplished and who they are as a person. So for him to be able to do all of that and then go to the hall of fame and be act the way he was, it really like, help the storyline even more if you get what i'm saying absolutely and listen you know you mentioned like charlotte and Rhea being a you know five-star match a melcher five-star match you don't go into a match like the one we had at wrestlemania thinking all right ray and dom could be no it's not going to be some technical masterpiece that's not what they're trying to do no in the ring tonight what they're trying to do tell a story and they were able to do that they emotionally invested that audience at SoFi Stadium. They were into that match from beginning to end. And you know what? Great entrances, by the way. The Dom Mysterio entrance, I thought, was fantastic. It was the whole, insane. The whole jail scene and leading the correction officers, escorting him to the ring, him wearing his dad's mask. Like, that was pretty effing and, cool. And you see how, like, and I'm going to get into that for a minute, but... You see, I always I loved when he pulled like his hood up a little bit, and you see him in his mask, and the crowd immediately sours. Whoa! Like you, they it's like they hated him, and I thought it was funny. Like the the entrance was funny at first, but then you like got to kind of see it, and you're like, I like no, I don't think people look at Dom like he is a star yet. I watched that entrance, and I was like. That is the future of WWE. It made me believe he is the future of WWE. And you also give credit to Dom 
the amount the amount of good work he's been putting in, he got in really good shape. If like I know some people will notice that. Watching his looking at his body build from last year's WrestleMania to this year's WrestleMania, it makes him look even more believable. Yeah, he he's in phenomenal shape. But I look at it a little bit different than you, and I agree with you that he's gonna be a part of the WWE future. But when I was watching that play out tonight, I'm so buying into the story is that I was looking at this punk kid that thinks he's a badass, that yeah. thinks he's bigger and better than his father, who's, as you said, a Hall of Famer. And I just wanted to see his get get his ass kicked. I, I agree. I want, and, and we saw it a little bit in the match, get a whooping from his dad. You know, and his dad took out the belt and gave him a whooping. Like, and, you know, that that's what I wanted to see after the way he's disrespected his family over the last six 80,000 people were chanting, whoop his ass. And he did, and the crowd... It broke a new level. Like, it was like they were here, they were high when they were cheering for that, and then he started whooping them, and the crowd, like, it exploded in there. And them setting it up to him throwing water in his sister's face, and then Ray going to distract. And it shows how much, though, the love in the family, even, even through hate and the boil in this match, from what I saw... You could still see that there's love in the family. It's just, it's a cluster right now. If you get it, what I'm saying, it'll be easy to turn it. Yeah, like, all it would take is one thing to happen. Where let's just say because of this loss, uh, Judgment Day turned on Dominic. You could see Ray coming to the rescue of his son, and then all of a sudden everything would be because that's family, that's love, that's father and son. Mm-hmm. So I, I I can't wait to see what the next chapter of this story. And what that story is going to be moving forward. Great seeing Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny on commentary for that match. Him getting involved. Uh, Ray's entrance with Snoop Dogg. Fantastic. Eddie Guerrero's music. Can we talk about that? Oh, jeez. That was amazing. The crowd, like, I even got emotional watching that. Oh, my gosh. They came out in the (sighs) lowrider. This is something I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. As a fan. Like, just genuinely getting that feeling of it, it, it took me back to 2011 when I first started watching wrestling, and it, oh, it, it was it was great. It was a great story. Be, before we uh, get into the main event and everything that happened at the end of that show tonight, I do want to give a little love to the uh, men's WrestleMania showcase that came right after Cena and Austin Theory. Exciting match, got the crowd pumped. Everybody shined in that match, so I wanted to give them their flowers, too. Great job. I agree. They did a really good job. Um, I know a lot of people were probably looking at that match as like, okay, this is like not really the match that everybody's here to see. It's going to be like a little showcase, but, you know, this it's obviously not what we're here for, to take things, to say it lightly. Yeah. And they blew the roof off the place. Like, the crowd was into it. They were invested I saw things that I've never seen before, and you could see the emotion in all of those guys. Like they want, they wanted to be there. Were they were they wrestling for a championship? No, they weren't. Was it a rivalry in that match? No, there wasn't really a rivalry in that match. Was was there even an opportunity to get a title shot on the line? No, but those guys went it out is there. What it was a showcase. A showcase. That, that's what it was. Mm, and they proved they proved it. They proved why. They are some of the best in the business. And they, and they got that opportunity to shine at WrestleMania 39. Um, really quick, too, 
Haven't mentioned it yet. Got to mention it here. The six-woman tag. Lita, Trish, Becky against Damage Control. Uh, anybody who listens to Busted Open knows my feelings about Damage Control. I'm hoping after what we saw tonight. Because, listen, everything has been one-sided when it comes to Damage Control. I was kind of hoping something would happen to make that implode tonight. Me it too. didn't. But I, I'm hoping that's the end of damage control because I think I would like to see what they would be like as individuals instead of a part of this group that just isn't clicking, just isn't working. All of them are all six of those ladies are very talented. However, I think with especially with damage control, all of them do a lot better when they're by themselves. I love going back and watching NXT matches of EO Sky and Dakota Kai. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Dakota Kai and watching them wrestle each other and now that they're it just didn't it never really resonated with me and never really clicked with me it's always good to see Trish Stratish and Lita in the ring yeah. uh, that was fun uh, you never you don't get that opportunity many times so to see that in person it was really cool yeah and and also really quick before we get into the main event want to give a shout out to the entire Busted Open Nation that came out to the Whiskey A Go Go for yes. our Busted Open Wrestlemania party you were there Mark Henry, Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer, Thunder Rosa, Mickey James, slew of guests that were absolutely phenomenal, but it's always about the nation. Great turnout for that show. Great turnout for that party. Special thanks to the King Josh V and Nita Strauss yes. that absolutely destroyed that stage before we went on it. So just wanted to give a shout out to the Busted Open Nation for everything that we did at the Whiskey A Go Go. They truly set the tone from the start to the very finish. Uh, we got to try a lot of different things, have some fun, yep. listen to some music, talk wrestling. I got to crowd surf. <laughs> I never thought that would be something that would happen in my life. But uh, that was real. it was a really cool time. I'm glad that I was able to come out and see everything and see everybody and see the Busted Open Nation. Uh, can't wait till we have another one. But you started something, Jacob, because you did the crowd surf. Then everybody wanted to see your dad do oh. the crowd surf. And you want to know something? Not something I wanted to see. Lawsuits. You know I, what I mean? Your dad, your dad jumps on that crowd. Man. Lawsuits. People were pulling me aside afterwards. And they're like, hey, man, I'm kind of glad that your dad didn't decide to do that. Because I don't know if I would have been able to hold him up. And I was like, yeah, you probably aren't. But that's for another day. Jacob, we got to get into the main event. Oh, my Lord. I mean, for crying out loud. Sweet baby Jesus. I, listen, you said it earlier. When it came to the tag match and when it came to Rhea and Charlotte, what everybody's been talking about for the last two to three weeks is which match was going to main event night number one. We found out our answer. It was the tag match. Historic night. There has never been a time where those tag team championships were on the line in the main event at WrestleMania. As a matter of fact, to find the tag match in the main event, you'd have to go to all the way back to the first ever WrestleMania. And obviously that wasn't for a championship. That was, you know, Hogan and Mr. T against Paul Orndorff and Rowdy oh, Roddy Piper. Wow. That was the last time that a tag match main evented WrestleMania. That's 1985, mm. Jacob. Long before you were born, my way friend. Way long before. And, you know, tonight, this was the first time that the tag team titles were on the line in the main event and i gotta tell you it's hard to follow up charlotte and Rhea. now i still think charlotte and Rhea was the best match of the night 
But this tag match, Jacob, was pretty damn close. Uh, before we get into this, I also want to say congratulations to Sami Zayn because more history was made. Uh, tonight, he was the first Muslim man to main event a WrestleMania, and he was also the first man of Syrian Syrian scent, descent to main event a WrestleMania, which is huge for both the religion and the cultures and the ethnicity. So I wanted to give him a shout out very for that cool. and a very big congratulations very cool. to get representation into that. Well, to your point, seeing Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in the ring after winning those tag titles, you could tell they were emotional. Very. And and a lot of it probably has to do with what you're talking about. A lot of it has to do with the fact they're, they're longtime best friends. A lot yes. of it has to do with the fact that they had so many battles outside of the WWE, Ring of Honor, on the indie scene. And here they are at WrestleMania, over 80,000 people, and they're together having their WrestleMania moment. Pretty special. A WrestleMania moment with your, the, your best friend. Like, you, you can't get many uh, much better than that. And uh, the, uh, the emotion was shown throughout the match. Uh, the emotions were shown near the end. Like, the match didn't have to end. Here, let me rephrase that again. So, the emotion was shown throughout the match, and near the ending of the match, the emotions picked up even more. In before the the last pin call, last pinfall, I you could see the emotion in Sammy's eyes before he hit Jay with that huluva kick, and when Jay fell into his arms, oh my gosh, it, I got emotional. Yeah, very very cool, and the crowd was emotional. Seeing a lot of people crying at ringside when that match was over. Now we talked about there was a lot of conversation about what match should main event night number one of WrestleMania. Uh, Triple H spoke to the media right after WrestleMania in a press conference, and he had this to say. He said, it's about the most impactful, this Triple H saying is why he chose the tag match as the main event, because the storyline resonated the most and has had the most impact. Truer words were never spoken. It's about the most impactful. And that match, that tag match, was the most impactful of night number one. That... Wow, you know, uh, I I 100% agree with Triple H. Um, <clears throat> this was one of those storylines that's been going on for about a year. And I remember when it first started, I didn't really know where it was going to go. I thought it was funny. I thought it was something to keep the bloodline from just kind of being the serious, weird, killing all prisoners. We don't take any prisoners. And I was like, oh, this is cute. <laughs> Literally, that's what I said yeah. when I first saw the first segment ever. I was like, oh, this is cute. Something to kind of take the crowd away from them being super serious, have some, have a little bit of fun. And then as weeks went on, you just start to kind of get more emotionally invested into it. And you're like, oh, what, are, what, are, what is Sammy going to do this week? Or what is Sammy going to say this week? Or who's going to get in their way? And it led to this. Every single thing led to this. Like people always try to say, like, everything happens for a reason. And sometimes in life, we don't capture that. In this storyline, it was a living definition of it. And you know what? It's going to bleed into tomorrow night. Yes. Because this is all about the bloodline. So the bloodline main, main events, night number one, and a loss. Will we get another loss in night number two? Great main event. 
great tag match. History being made for multiple reasons um, in this year's night number one of WrestleMania. Jacob, I want to go down the, cra- uh, the card for tomorrow. Let's do it. Because, you know, first of all, let me ask you this before we get to night number two. Was there anything that surprised you night number one here? Um, I knew there was going to be a lot of celebrities because it's Hollywood. Uh, nothing really super, like surprised me a lot. Uh, the Lil Uzi Vert concert, mini concert, was pretty cool. I was not expecting it like today. I thought it was going to happen tomorrow. Um, so that was really cool. Um, I'm trying to think. There wasn't. There's not much that really surprised me. I uh, everything was genuinely entertained. I I. If we're going to talk about stuff that I thought was surprising, I would just go back to the showcase match because that just it more wowed me than surprised me, though. So nothing really surprised me, but I was it was thoroughly entertaining. Nothing got me out of whack. Well, one thing that surprised me and it was an impromptu match was Pat McAfee Mm. being in the ring with The Miz. By the way, um, the official attendance for night number one, 80,497 people. For night number one of WrestleMania, they crushed it in Englewood tonight at SoFi Stadium. All right, yep. let's let's get into the card for tomorrow. Kind of want to get your take, you know, quick take and your prediction. Um, we got uh, the women's WrestleMania showcase, fatal four way tag match: Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia and Shotzi, Ronda and Shayna, Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting because I. I don't think we've seen Chelsea Green wrestle yet. So um, I think that should be exciting. I think it's going to be a good match. Uh, again, a showcase is about showing your talents and showing who you are as a wrestler, and I feel like these women are going to do that tomorrow night. should be ex- exciting. Well, we've seen Chelsea wrestle because we saw it in the tag match. They got Chelsea and Sonya yes. into this showcase. but. Uh, Chelsea Green, as far as I know, has never been involved in a WrestleMania. No. So this this is going to be something very, very special uh, tomorrow night for night number two. Um, here is a match that your dad, I know especially, is really looking forward to. The triple threat match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre. I'm going to steal something from Big E. Forget your five-star classics. Forget all the high ratings. This is big, meaty men slapping meat. It is going to be a banger, as Seamus likes to say. Uh, It's three guys that are all obsessed with being the best. They all want to be number one, and they all want to be champion. And I know it's going to take a lot now that Drew and Seamus have kind of reconciled their relationship as being friends. But tomorrow, it's going to get thrown out the window. You know, it's every man for himself. Gunther is one of those guys you cannot take your eye off of. You have to keep him in front of you if you want to have a chance at winning. And even when you do, a lot of people end up succumbing to him because he is a man who is 6'6", 300 pounds, rock hard abs. Like, he's 300 pounds of muscle. Not just, like, 300 pounds. Oh, he's 300. He's 300 pounds of rock hard muscle. And... He's got really great conditioning, and he's one of the best technical wrestlers in the world today. And also, his strong style. He's not somebody you want to go in there and start 
throwing hands or chopping with because if that happens, you're probably going to fall to him even earlier. So I'm excited to see Sheamus and Drew's approach to him because I know when Sheamus wrestled him at Clash at the Castle, it was a hoss fight, and it was great, but I don't think Sheamus is going to want to get into that, especially with Drew in the equation. Yeah. Cause, and Gunther's also got to remember this. Gunther has been in a lot of one-on-one matches in his career in WWE, all the way from NXT UK all the way to now. And it's, he's not he hasn't really been in triple threat matches. He does not have to be involved in the pin or the submission to lose his championship tomorrow. And that's got to be something that he's he has to remember. All of these guys the key the key to whoever wins this match is going to be whoever kept their head on a swivel the most. That's what it's really going to come down to. In your in your best opinion, Gunther retains I I think Gunther retains. I think that Drew and Sheamus kind of get too obsessed on wanting to be the number one and being the best, and their friendship kind of takes over, and I think Gunther strikes while the iron's hot. All right, let's get into the next one. Hell in a Cell match, Edge against the Demon, Finn Balor. I think the optics of this is going to be absolutely tremendous. I can't wait to see the Demon on this WrestleMania stage. Uh, Edge, Hall of Famer. One of the best ever. There's no doubt about it. We got to speak to Edge on Busted Open uh, this past week. He's ready. Can't wait. Keeps having WrestleMania moments over and, and over, over again. And over. But he did say something that interesting to myself, your dad, Tommy, and Bully. And he said that he never knows when this could be his last WrestleMania. Maybe this is his last WrestleMania. I can't see Edge losing to Finn Balor, stranger things have happened. What do you think? Who comes out? I think Edge comes out on top. Yeah. But I, th- and it's going to be really hard though for him because Demon Balor is one of the most complex and controversial characters in WWE, and he's one of the most. All right, here let me rephrase it. He's one of the hardest wrestlers to beat as a demon. Mm-hmm. I remember he when he cut his promo, he said, "The demon never leaves me, even." The demon's always inside of me, and the he is Finn Balor has won every single match as the demon except for against Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns are the only two men to beat Finn Balor as the demon, and it's a very hard feat. But I think Edge can get it done, you know, because Edge is going back to his deeper roots. I'm excited for the entrances. I'm excited to see them wrestle. I'm excited for them to bring back the regular, original Hell in a Cell cage. That is going to be amazing. All right. Brock Lesnar, Omos. I know a lot of people, have, I've, I've seen a lot of people that have been given a lot of crap on uh, Omos and Brock for this match. I think what a lot of people wanted was Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar, which I wanted to see that. I wanted to see that as well. But last year I said the same thing about Bobby and Omos. I was like, okay, you know, like it's going to be all right, you know, something. And then they ended up doing really well, and it kind of shocked me. I think this is going to be another match that becomes a shocker, and I think it's going to come off of the fact – 
Can Brock German suplex Omos? Can Brock lift Omos It's all about up? the optics. It's, it's a, all it's the stare optics. down. It's like you say, can he pick him up? Can he get him up for an F5? It's Hogan-Andre. Yeah, it's, it's going to be special, and I think it's going to be uh, a very big surprise for a lot of fans tomorrow night for night number two. All right, really quick, uh, Bianca and Asuka for that Raw Women's Championship. I think it's going to be... Very interesting. Bianca's been one of the longest. She's the longest reigning uh, WWE Raw Women's Champion. But uh, Asuka, she's coming back with this new character. She's more demonic. But I think Bianca figures it. I think she figures her out in the match and she comes out on top. And so I, I, I can't pick this one because mm. to me, Bianca has had a really good reign. But to me, it's been underwhelming because of the way that they've booked Bianca Belair. I hated the fact that she had this crazy, like, Alexa Bliss match at the Royal Rumble. Me too. I, I hated the build uh, for Asuka. I just didn't really see that much of a change in Asuka, to be quite frank. I, I'd love to see Bianca move over to SmackDown. I'd love to see Bianca in matches with Rhea Ripley for the championship or Charlotte Flair. I 100% agree. Uh, so, so selfishly, for that reason, I would love to see Asuka win, become your Raw Women's Champion, and then Bianca Belair move over to SmackDown. All right, we got one last match. I want to quickly get your take because this could be the fall of the bloodline. Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns, the main event night number two of WrestleMania. This, there's a lot of pressure that goes into this question. There's a lot of pressure that goes into the match. I can't imagine being in the match myself. Uh, Cody Rhodes, he he wants to finish the story. He left AEW. He's come back to WWE with the goal of fulfilling the goal his dad was not able to do, which is win the WWE Championship. And I think that now is the perfect time to do it. So I'm I'm gonna go for Cody tonight tomorrow right. night. Man, I'm I'm thinking it's Cody Rhodes. I think it's the fall of the bloodline, and that's gonna be the story going to WrestleMania forty in Philly. Jacob, thanks for hanging with me here. I know you're a little tired. I'm a little hoarse. Oh. It's been a long day. <laughs> I got up at four forty five in the morning to be a part of NXT Takeover. Thanks for everybody who supported me and the Busted Open crew all day long. Everybody that showed up and showed out there at the Whiskey A Go Go. Historic night number one of WrestleMania. Monday morning, myself, Mark Henry, Bully Ray will break down night number two. We'll talk to you then right here on Busted, Busted Open. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.